Jesus, you have called us into the uncomfortable. So, Father, as we go backwards to go forwards, would your Holy Spirit anoint this woman that she might reveal the gospel, the good news that Jesus Christ is alive to us, a people who are gathered here right now in your name. It's in that mighty and matchless name that we pray. Amen. All right. Am I on? I think that's the most terrifying part is the mic. <clears throat> so let me give you a little bit of a background story about this morning. Um, I wrote this sermon just for practice, um, just because I'm still trying to figure out where I'm going. I've done a lot of research. I sent it to Tom and Joe on um, Thursday just for them to look over and make sure that I'm on the right track. I should have waited until this afternoon, like I was planning, and I wouldn't be up here. Um, but Thursday when I was here and I was talking to the two of them, um, God was telling me, just send it. Just do it. And uh, I did. Um, I'm also coming off of a weekend with the youth retreat, which means I was up till 1.30 in the morning both nights, and God wakes me up at 4.30 in the morning every morning. So, I'm on a lot of coffee right now, and maybe that's why I said yes, or maybe God told me to say yes. I'm not sure. Um, so, it probably won't be very often that I can start a sermon saying, let's rewind. And no, you haven't missed the sermon already. But as the saying goes, be kind, rewind. So, thinking back, and some of you may have to think back a little harder than others, and some of you may not have to think back very far. Some of you may have a different um, detailed memory, and you may have a lot of memories pieced together from over your life. But do you remember why you believed the Gospels in the first place? Do you remember who you believed? And do you remember your first love? Now, following asking me, or me asking you, if you remember your first love, and you know, Valentine's Day is coming up, you would think we were going into the first Corinthians um, 13, 4. Love is patient, love is kind, but we're actually going to go into first uh, Corinthians 15, 1 through 11 today. Paul's writing to the people of Corinth because he had been told that they were not living their lives according to the Gospels. He's reminding them of what the scriptures say and what they were already taught. So if you'd open your Bibles with me, we're going to go into 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 11. And like Pastor Joe and Pastor Tom have been doing, would you stand with me? <clears throat> the resurrection of Christ. Let me now remind you, dear brothers and sisters, of the good news I preached to you before. You welcomed it then, and you still stand firm in it. It is time to believe the message I told you. Unless, of course, you believe something that was never true in the first place. I passed on to you what is most important and what had also been passed on to me. Christ died for our sins, just as the scriptures said. He was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scriptures said. He was seen by Peter 
and then by the twelve. And after that, he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Then he was seen by James, and later by all of the apostles. Last of all, as though I had been born at the wrong time, and I also saw him. For I am the least of all of the apostles. In fact, I'm not even worthy to be called an apostle after the way I persecuted God's church. But whatever I am now, it is all because God poured out his special favor on me, and not without results. For I have worked harder than any of the other apostles, yet it was not I but God who was working through me by his grace. So it makes no difference whether I preach or they preach, for we all preach the same message you have already believed. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Will you join me in prayer before I get going here today? Heavenly Father, we thank you for showing up here today. We thank you for every one of us here who are here ready to learn about you and to open our hearts more towards you. May you speak through me, or in spite of me as they would all say, just bless these words that come out of my mouth today so that somebody here needs to hear your word and we can go about blessing you. Amen. Um, so it says twice in that scripture, according to the scriptures, reminding them, and essentially all of us, that Jesus Christ died for our sins, he was buried, and he raised on the third day, reminding us that without holding firmly to the word or living our lives according to how scripture teaches us to live, then we have all believed in vain. We have been believed, or we have all believed and are now producing no results from that. Is that you? Did you believe without producing results? Have you become stagnant in your faith? I know that was me. I'm here most Sundays sitting in the same pew over there. My kids and I, we pray the same four-line prayer before dinner. People who knew me and know me know that I'm a Christian, but until recently, I wasn't even living that life. I wasn't putting God first every single day. I wasn't reading and studying the word of God, and therefore, I definitely was not living it out. Do you remember where you were or what you were doing or even when you received Jesus? Do you remember where you were when you were first told that Jesus died for your sins and was buried and raised from the dead so that we could be forgiven for our sins? Was it when you were a little kid in Sunday school or was it today? If you're hearing this for the first time today, let me say that again. Jesus died for all of our sins. If you accept him and you ask for forgiveness, then you too can be forgiven because Jesus loves you. Some of you may have a great aha story when you first heard the gospels and accepted Jesus into your hearts. I've always said that I never really have one of those big aha stories. I was blessed enough to be raised in a Christian home where church was a priority. I do remember one time when I was 13, I was lucky enough to go to a ballet camp in Mississippi. And while I was there, at the very end of it, we spent a lot of time in our Bibles and a lot of time in prayer that week. 
or two weeks. And uh, at the very end, we got to go into this big, huge uh, dance studio, and everybody was dancing and just kind of being moved by the music and the spirit. And I just sat there crying. Not sure why. I'm not a crier. Um, but I firmly believe that the, that was the Holy Spirit filling me. Um, that's kind of my aha story from then. But I wasn't, at that point, I was young enough that I didn't understand that accepting Jesus meant that you have to accept him every single day. You have to wake up and make that decision. And it's not just about accepting Jesus. It's about loving Jesus and living a life for him every single day. Sometimes we truly get to know Christ because of the shame and the guilt that we feel for the sin in our lives. We feel unworthy. I was just talking this weekend to the girls. Um, I had eight middle school girls. It was, it was interesting. We had some moments. But I got to talk to them, each one of them, about their weaknesses and what they thought were their weaknesses and how God will use those weaknesses. I not a public speaker. Here I am. God said, you are. Not really a morning person. God wakes me up at 4 a.m. So God will use your weaknesses. He loves us so much that he sent Jesus, his one and only son, to the earth for and all we need or for us. Knowing that God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, loves us and forgives us Every single time we screw up, it's all we need. But because we're human and we're flawed, we need to hear it again and again. We go back to our selfish ways and we forget to keep God at the center of our lives. We need to stop and remember that childlike and not childish, but childlike awe and wonder of what God has done for us when Jesus took up the cross. Paul reminds us in our scriptures today that Jesus died for our sins. Do we actually realize what that means? Jesus is and was with God in the beginning. He's been with God and came to earth as a baby. He suffered and he died for us. He died for me. He died for you. He died because of our sins and because he loves us. Recently, I've opened up my heart to Jesus. I've made Jesus first in my life. I'm currently living my aha moment because I said I'm all in and I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back to living out my life where God is not first and foremost every single day. His gospel, his word, is right here. We can pick it up every single morning. How great is it that we can choose Jesus every day? How great is it that we can read his word anytime we want? It's literally built into our phones. It's at our fingertips all day, every day. We can commune with God, Jesus, and the Holy Ghost anytime we want. Not only talk to him, but we can talk with him. Again, because I just came back from the youth group, I was telling the girls that you can't have a relationship with anybody unless you talk to them, right? In some way, shape, or form. And you can't have a relationship with Jesus if you're not talking to him. And it can't be a one-sided relationship or a one-sided conversation. If you stop and listen, God speaks. I've really listened, learned to listen lately, and God has spoken to me. 
Sometimes it's through the scriptures in my Bible reading, or a well-timed song on the radio, or Sunday morning sermons, which sometimes, I don't know about you, but I feel like they write specifically for me. And I'm the only one here listening, because it's God's word speaking through them. Sometimes it's during prayer, where I just, I pray mine, and then I sit and I listen, and God will speak to you. I've also been blessed enough to be guided and directed by God. It was right here in this church that I felt called to preach. Never would have thought that would happen. It was right here, right in this front row pew, where I was sitting here in the middle of the week, and it was completely empty in here, where God showed me that it's not me preaching. It's not anything that I wrote down. But God showed me that he can use me to speak to all of you. Like our pastors would all say, through me or in spite of me. And he's definitely shown me that. I was reading a book lately that said, who would you like to go back in time and talk to? Think about that for a minute. Who would you go back in history and talk to? A lot of people would say Jesus. That's what I always said when everybody asked me. But how great is it that we can talk to Jesus any time we want to? We are filled with him. We are filled with the Holy Ghost. Once you accept Jesus into your life, it's amazing. But we have to choose every single day. It's our job to put Jesus first in our lives. Otherwise, like Paul says in our scriptures this morning, we have believed in vain. Otherwise, It's useless. So, do you remember your first love? And no, I don't mean your Valentine. I don't mean your husband or wife sitting next to you. Although, don't forget them, because that's coming up next week. But remember, put Jesus first. Remember the gospel and choose every day to live according to his word and for him. Giving yourself to God every single morning. With Valentine's Day right around the corner, we might be starting to plan ahead, making dinner reservations, buying something nice for them. But what are we doing to let God know that we love him? Is he first in our lives? He wants us to live according to the word. And in order to do that, we have to know his word. We have to read it, understand it, and live it out. He wants to have conversations with us. He wants to meet us in prayer every single day. A few months ago, I realized how selfish I've been for not sharing the word of God. We should be sharing our story with us or with everybody else, sharing God's word. How hard is it to tell people that Jesus loves them? Wouldn't you want to share that with everybody around you? I've recently had the privilege of being present with two different people in the hospital when they were on end-of-life care. Medically, they were the same. They were both unresponsive. But they were on their way out of this world, but they were also very, very different from my point of view. One was a family member, and I know without a doubt, and anybody who knew him knew where he was going. He is with the Lord right now. Without a doubt, I know that. 
The other one, I was blessed to go along in this ministry or ministry intern role. Um, and I don't know where she was spiritually. That hurt. And I didn't even know her. So how can you go through your life every day not knowing where our loved ones are going? You never know when your time is coming. In fact, I had said, <laughs> I might be having a midlife crisis, and I was told that I'm too young to have a midlife crisis, but you never know. You really do. You really don't. So you never know when your time is coming, and you never know when your loved one's times are coming. So share with them. How selfish are we that we don't share? After a recent life tragedy, I was driving down the road and I was thanking God for his grace and his guidance and his hope in him. But I also realized that I wanted to yell and scream, how can you not love Jesus? I really still don't understand how anybody can go through any sort of tragedy in their life without Jesus on their side. He's the only reason I got through. It was then that I realized that I needed to start sharing my faith. If I could just help one person and accept Jesus Christ, then it doesn't matter how awkward I feel standing up here on the mic. It doesn't matter how awkward I feel on the street talking to somebody or how badly I fumble over my words. It's about true discipleship. Shortly after this happened, where I was like screaming in the car at people that weren't there, how do you not love Jesus? Jesus is the only way you can get through things. I was at a dentist appointment and I just randomly started telling the lady cleaning my teeth about Jesus. I invited her to church. I hope she shows up. But from the moment we wake up, we should be choosing to live a life pleasing to God. We should be sharing our story and sharing God's word. Like Pastor Tom preached last week, even Jesus couldn't preach in his own town. They literally went to throw him off a cliff. By the way, I'm glad I live in Falconer, not Bemis Point, so this isn't my hometown. Don't throw me off a cliff, please. <laughs> so it's our job to witness. Witnessing, just a fancy word for sharing our love for Jesus and sharing Jesus' love for everybody else. But sometimes witnessing to our close friends and family can be the hardest. What if you don't witness to them? What if you don't know that they love Jesus? But what if you do witness to them? What if you do tell them and they accept Jesus? Don't you want that peace for you and for them? Moses didn't want to go. He was afraid of what he would say and how he would say it. By the way, little uh, insight, that's going to be my next sermon when I actually do tell you my full testimony. Paul was, in today's text, said that he doesn't even deserve to be called an apostle. Jeremiah, like Pastor Tom preached last week, said he was too young. We all have excuses of why we can't share. But Paul, the disciples, and more than 500 others heard and witnessed Jesus' death and resurrection. And then what did they do? They went and told the story. They shared and they continued to spread the good news. Can you imagine if they didn't? None of us would be here. Paul even says it about himself that he didn't deserve to be called an apostle because he persecuted the church of God. But by God's grace, he was able to do so. 
So even if you don't feel worthy of sharing your story or God's story, you are by the grace of God. So I'll leave you with this today. In order to remember the gospel, you must first read it, understand it, and live it out. So spend time in God's word. And remember your first love. Remember your Valentine next week, but put Jesus first. Remember the gospel and choose the gospel of Jesus Christ every day. Would you pray with me? By the grace of God, I'm here today to share with all of you. We are worthy. We are worthy to share God's gospel. It is our privilege to share God's gospel. We just have to be open up to it. God, we thank you for your presence here today because we know you are here. We know that you are filling this room and filling everybody's hearts. Help us to choose you every single day, to choose your gospel, and to live out a life pleasing for you and to share your story. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I just want to leave that there for a moment for you. You've been blessed this morning by someone who's just being faithful.